A wise person once told me, you never really ever shut out what you love. I guess that's true. On the same week I returned to hosting a wrestling show, CM Punk returned to WWE programming. When something is so ingrained in you that a fire always burns, all it takes is a spark to ignite the flame. In both cases, the spark has always been there. Maybe it'll burn bright again, but until it does, this is the Gift of Podcast. And welcome everybody to the Gift of Podcast. Shout out to Mance for letting me take over his show, but... If you know me, and you know the king of talk style, then you know Anthony DeStefano doesn't do wrestling podcasts alone. He needs his right hand, man. You ever hear the Drake song, You're my right hand, you're my go-to? That is who with who is with me tonight. We are back. We are reunited. Two-thirds of Rant with Ant is here. It is the Bearded Bunny Fillion. What's going on? I mean, it's crazy. We finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. Dude, this feels weird. That. It's been it feels good. It feels great. It's been um six, uh, almost exactly six months since we recorded a wrestling show. Um, this is going to be a little bit different than Rant with Ant. If you're used to Rant with Ant, this isn't going to be like that because I can't curse anymore. Yeah, it's you gonna s- be a rough. It's gonna be a rough time not cursing. They took my stinking voice. <laughs> it freaking stinks. <laughs> I'm gonna call people jerks. <laughs> And poo-poo heads. Dum-dums. Yeah, you A bunch of (laughs) dum-dums. So, Phil, what what have you been doing in this last six months? I mean, I know you were doing Mighty CN, and then that kind of uh, fizzled because your work schedule is insane. But tell the listeners what you've been doing for six months. Uh, Working, working, and working. Uh, But I like to to describe my life in two phases. Um, Before Disney Plus and after Disney Plus. And now that Disney Plus is out, I basically do nothing else but Disney Plus all day. Yeah, I'm out of work right now, injured. And that's pretty much what I've been doing. I'm up to episode like 22 of Boy Meets World Season 1. Now I have to go rewatch The Mandalorian because we're going to be discussing it on the show. Um, If you haven't been on Twitter or in this universe, I do have a new show. It is called The Rant. It features my good friends Brad and Kyle. Um, we do it all in one area, which is weird because usually I'm used to doing it over Skype with Phil and technology, you know, messing up. But if you're looking for a family show, we're not it. So don't listen to us. But if you're looking to laugh and have some fun at the expense of nerd culture, music, everything else, check out The Rant. It's uh, the RVNT pod on Twitter. Now, it's crazy. As you heard, I did this little special opening Phil hasn't heard yet because um, Manch usually starts with a little thing before the show. And it was all about how the fire always burns and how you always have a spark for your passion. In the week that you see Phil and I return to wrestling talk, you also saw CM Punk return to WWE television. Now, granted, we know his contract is with Fox. Let's not go, oh, my God, he's back. It's mania. We know it's not WrestleMania yet. But what it does is it opens the door for discussion. And when there is a will, there's a way. Phil, what do you think about CM Punk appearing on backstage? So I have two thoughts about this, right? Or two train of thoughts about this. So one um, is the lesser of the two. So I'll say that first. So I don't know why people are so shocked that he came back. Because I want to say 
around the time that he did StarCast, I don't know if it was before, I think it was a little bit after, he did a video that was on YouTube that was kind of trending in the wrestling world. And I think it was Inside the Ropes, might have been the podcast he was on or the whatever. And he said he was working on a deal with Fox to yep. be on the backstage show with Renee. And he said, and they were like, oh, would you be working for WWE? And he was like, no, I'd be working for Fox. And, like, that deal's on the table, and we're, like, working through it right now. So when, like, yeah, it's shocking that he's back, but, like, I knew, like, we all knew it was happening. Like, we knew that was happening. But all that bullshit aside, um, it's cool that he's back because it opens the door. You've heard a lot of people talk about it, right? Uh, Busted Open was talking about it. Bully Ray made a great point that I want to bring up. It's this could be the start of something else, right? If we remember uh, when Ultimate Warrior came back, right? Like, oh, well, like, so when they, they put never Ultimate thought, Warrior they in the game. never thought Warrior was going to come yeah, back. Yeah, but like when they put Man. Goldberg and Ultimate Warrior in the in the video game, we're like, oh, you know, this is back then. Sting is another example where we're like, oh, they're just going to be in the video game. But like you come back around, right? You're, you're being used in a different way. You're around these people. Maybe you bury the hatchet and then all of a sudden – maybe he will come back but this is it's a good opening step and it's always great to hear that music i would have rather have heard it in front of a live crowd instead of i mean Paige did her best well here's the thing here's the thing with that too is where survivor series at to be honest with you I have no idea is chicago. It chicago okay yeah i didn't know i would have waited and i would have did a little fox promotion thing and i would have let that music hit in front of twenty thousand people yeah. And yep. let him just let them just go, because that is going. That is the one pop left that we have that will will literally go down as the loudest pop. It'll be Stone Cold Steve Austin level of like the crowd going nuts. Do you like, think I, it would still be loud at Survivor Series, even though oh, we know yeah. he's back? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we haven't seen him. Because this is Fox and this is separate. But his profile is back on WWE. His Pro Wrestling t uh, store has one shirt on it. Something's going on here, and I'm not going to read too much into it. I'm not going to say, hey, listen, he's coming back. But I do think they're on talking terms, and I do think maybe even if he doesn't go in the ring, this opens the door for the Hall of Fame because that's something that I never thought I would see is CM Punk in the WWE Hall of well, Fame. Well, if we're going to speculate, let's speculate. Let's get into it, right? So. Yeah. For anybody who follows AJ Lee on her Instagram, I just want her to come a, back, baby, come too. back. But she posted a picture recently, and it's her, and she was like, "The first workout I've had in a very long time." And I'm like, and then Punk came back like a couple days later, so it was like, "Are you coming back too? Like, are you gonna be? Maybe she'll be in the Royal Rumble, the Women's Rumble this year. Like, get a nice little kind of send off, and then Punk goes in the Hall of Fame. I think that'd be cool. I don't know. I think there's listen. And that's what the opening was about is there's always that there's always that passion in you. You just need a spark to ignite. All it takes is a spark to ignite. And the intro was very simple. It's just like with, with us with wrestling talk. Maybe the spark that we're doing right now ignites into something. But you don't know unless you try it. I think there's a lot of stuff that CM Punk has not accomplished. And I know he said he's grown up and he's moved on. But one, it's a big bag. Vince McMahon is going to throw stupid money at you. Because now they have this Saudi money, they have this Fox money, and you are the one guy that can help them diffuse this talk about AEW. The momentum of AEW is unreal, like it's unreal right now. 
And they don't really have the assets to match it, or they do, but they don't use it properly. So how do you, everyone thought if CM Punk comes back, he's going to come back to undermine Vince McMahon. He's going to come back to take that spotlight from the WWE. You throw a big bag at him and the right deal and the headline of WrestleMania, because that was his one goal. You have him back. I guarantee Even look at it in the short term, right? So I was on YouTube today and I went on like the trending page, right? And it was a number two trending video. Well, whenever, I don't, it was like yesterday or something. It was a number two trending video on YouTube with millions of views, right? So at least in the short term, it's going to get attention away from AEW. I mean, AEW just had a great pay-per-view in full gear. And now the talk, the talk of wrestling is nothing that is happening in AEW. It's all CM Punk. Everyone's giving their theories and giving their wishes on what they think is going to happen or what they want to happen. So just with having him go to Fox or just with Fox bringing him on, it, it's already kind of changed the discussion in, in the wrestling world right now. Well, we record, we're recording this Thursday night. He came back Tuesday night. Wednesday night, there was two unbelievable wrestling shows on. Both NXT and AEW delivered, right? Both of them, awesome. I mean, that's just, that just is the status quo now. Both shows have been great, but we got... Riddle versus Balor, we found out that, uh, I, I can't even, Dijak, I just call him Dijak. Dijak, yeah. I call I, I'm him not going to call him Dijakovic or whatever. Um, Dijak's on the uh, the War Games team. We found out, you know, who is making up the women's War Games team. We found out a lot of stuff, right? We found out great info. There was great matches. AEW, you have that great Jericho and MJF promo, which spiked. That was over a million views. Nobody's talking about this stuff. It's Thursday, and still the internet is talking about CM Punk. Because if you told me two months ago, or let's go back, even if you told me when we were doing Rant with Ant, CM Punk would work with an affiliate of WWE. I'm not even saying WWE, but the show is called WWE Backstage. He has to watch the product, he has to know his stuff, and he has to pay attention. I would tell you, you are out of your mind crazy. CM Punk's never coming back to WWE. Oh, I'd agree. I, and, and and I said it on our show all the time. I never thought that he would come back. I thought that um, he he's way too much of uh, like someone who holds he holds on to grudges too much. Right. He, he holds on to he sued his all, best friend. <laughs> he sued yeah, his exa- best friend. exactly. He sued his best friend. And, and aren't, isn't that court case still going on? I'm not sure. I think it might have ended, but it doesn't it's not here or there. The guy likes money like that. It's obvious. Exactly. And but like you would expect that, you know, he would hold on to his grudge forever and never come back until he's like an old man, maybe. But it's very shocking that he's back and a part of it. And a lot of interviews over the last couple of years, uh, he always said that he doesn't like the product. He doesn't like wrestling. He can't watch wrestling. He just hates everything, the way they're doing it, all this stuff. So So he takes a job as a wrestling analyst. Exactly. I think it's going to be interesting because we know that him and Renee Young are very good friends. Yeah, but did you notice who was out there when he went out there? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, who was one of his best friends in wrestling. Like, that's the thing that you start being around people. Like, here's the thing. Let's be real here. If I was around you and Issa and I lived in New York, Rant with Ant would still be a thing. Right, We might have ended it for a little bit, but the passion between us three and the friendship, and that's what connects us as pro wrestling, it would still be a thing. It would be like, it's hard to 
be so close to something and not want to pursue it. And especially where, see, even for me, I was thinking about this last couple of days where it's like, kind of think back at what the roster looked like when Punk was there and how Punk broke through the glass ceiling and kind of opened the door for guys like Daniel Bryan to to come in. And now the roster is filled with guys like that. Yeah, look at all the guys. Exactly. Alistair Black, all these indie stars. Are yep. now your star, Ricochet. Whoever thought Rakakit, that's what I call him, <laughs> would be, you know, one of your main guys. But exactly. He is. And, you know, there's three, there's four brands, if you want to count NXT UK, there's four brands that are filled with indie talent, the type that Punk wanted to wrestle with and Punk wanted to kind of build the company around. So, like, yeah, maybe he's on this backstage show at first and maybe that has him you know, have to show up at Survivor Series or have, you know, maybe he shows up at the Rumble or maybe he shows up at Mania and he's just there kind of hanging out in the background. And like you said, talking to Samoa Joe, talking to Adam Cole, talking to Daniel Bryan, talking to Rollins and all these people, maybe they're like, hey, like, why don't you do this? Like maybe one more run. I mean, Chris Jericho is 49 years old and having one of the best runs of his career. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, how old is Punk? In his 40s, I'm guessing? 41 years old. Yeah, so he's got plenty of time. He's AJ Styles is 43 and is in the best shape of his life. Exactly. So, like, Punk could have another year run if he really wanted to, maybe. But here's the you thing. Know, you want it to be used like Brock Lesnar? This is how you could bring him back. Because you could bring him back on a Brock Lesnar-like schedule. Exactly. He's earned that. The fans would appreciate that. You, John Cena's gone. You know what I mean? Like, that, imagine this. So... WWE right now, John Cena hasn't wrestled in like a year, okay? So your top guy is gone. Your new top guy is Roman Reigns or whoever you're trying to handpick right now that's not working out. Seth Rollins, whoever. The part-time thing, and as much as I hate it, you need it right now because you don't have the star power. You haven't built the star power to make me want to watch your show. Brock Lesnar makes me want to watch your show. Now that The Fiend's around, he makes me want to watch your show. But I could care less about anything else. Right now is the time because you have no clear-cut number one guy that you should bring back part-timers. You should bring back Punk. You should bring bring them all. Bring Triple H. Let him wrestle. You know, bring The Rock. Let him wrestle. Throw money at people. Get me interested in your product. And it's the truth, right? It's It's the perfect time to do it. It counteracts what AEW is doing. And regardless if either company thinks that it's a war, for the fans, it is. And it's not a war in the sense of we want to see a company lose. It's a war in our time, right? Like NXT and AEW are both 8 to 10 on Wednesdays. You have to pick a show. Last night, you know, we're recording this on Thursday night. So Wednesday night, I try to watch both for the first time ever, right? Because I'm really into what NXT is doing right now. So I'm watching that as my main show. For reasons, because oh, there's some things about AEW that I kind of don't like, but like AEW is still fantastic, right? So it's it's like if they start bringing these part timers back to help build the next wave. Like imagine if you get something crazy, CM Punk versus Ricochet on a Monday Night Raw. That's a match you gotta watch. No, Look like, at it even this way. A couple weeks ago, Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins. I yep. haven't watched Raw in like a year and a half. I turned Raw on to watch that one match because I wanted to see what would happen because I love Adam Cole and there was you know, the a simulation on the line. And we got Punk at the end of the Shield. 
or the, we got the shield at the end of Punk, I should say. We didn't get Rollins versus Punk in like that kind of match. We got him in the shield versus him, but Rollins as a developed star he is. We didn't get Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was not very good at the time that Punk left. Roman Reigns is one of the best wrestlers on the roster right now. He's really matured. I would like to see that match. AJ Styles was not in WWE. Samoa Joe was not in WWE. Ricochet, Aleister Black, Drew McIntyre were not in WWE at the time. Maybe Drew McIntyre was, but he was in 3MB, so that didn't count. I'm talking about the evolution of Drew McIntyre, the one who ate baby Drew. Exactly. But there's so many lists of matchups. The one matchup, and then we'll get on in the next segment, but the one matchup I still think I want to see, because we haven't got to see it at WrestleMania, is the main event of WrestleMania is CM Punk versus John Cena. Because their Raw match is the best Raw match ever. They had a great feud at Money in the Bank. Cena, it's what I call is the end of an era match. And yes, I know the end of the era match was kind of phony because Triple H and The Undertaker still wrestle every year. But it was supposed to mark the end of the Attitude Era. Now, after John Cena picked up that ball, CM Punk, him, and Randy Orton carried it. Now there's that new wave here. The Roman Reigns, the Seth Rollins, the Drew McIntyres, the Fiend, the Bray Wyatt. You Now, let's end that era. CM Punk versus John Cena, main event of WrestleMania. The end of the ruthless aggression era? That's I guess you could call it that. Like, kind if, of. And I would have Punk come back, beat Brock, and have Cena beat Punk. Well, you can't bring Punk back to lose to Mania, but I would because I think Cena should capture 17 and be done. Exactly. Or maybe you have Punk win it on the or, road to Mania, yeah. going as champion, lose to Cena. Or you have Cena win it from Brock at Royal Rumble with their 17 and Punk wins the Rumble as a surprise entrant. There's a lot cool. of stuff you could do, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And I'm not going to get my hopes up for it to happen. But will I be tuning in Tuesday nights to WWE Backstage? When CM Punk's on, yes, I will. Because as much as I was hurt by him leaving, and that's what it was, your favorite wrestler walks out on you and pretty much undermines you, doesn't care about his fans, doesn't care what you think. And that's what he came off as, right? So, of course, I got bitter. And then he goes to UFC where he was terrible. Now we get him back in his element where he is the champion, where he is the best. But is he? Because at the time he was here, yes, he was the best. But AJ Styles wasn't here. You had an underdeveloped Seth Rollins. You had an underdeveloped Roman Reigns. You didn't have Kevin O. You didn't have this roster. You didn't have Balor. You didn't have these guys, right? Let me see if he's really the best in the world now. That's the truth. And even though this is super hype, I will not be watching backstage. I think it comes on at like 1130. (laughs) That's true. I'll DVR. I will be asleep, yeah. Forget that, bro. I'll watch the YouTube highlights the next day. <laughs> Luckily, next Tuesday I'm off because I'm out for 11 days. So I'll be up to watch it unless my muscle relaxers make me drool. No, nah, you're going to be asleep. Don't lie, bro. Yeah, I know. You fall asleep at like 730. <laughs> you might wake up at 1130 to watch yeah, it, yeah. but you will be sleeping first. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So a lot of things have happened since uh, Rant With Ant has closed its doors. AEW television has started. And I want to talk a little bit about AEW television because I know that you said you're not the biggest fan of some of their stuff. Um, first thing I want to talk about, because this is something that I hold near and dear to my heart, is John Moxley. I told you this guy was special. Was he used correctly? No. 
in AEW? He is. That's not a shot at WWE. That is, John Moxley has a very creative mind, and if you let him use it, you have a star. That guy is a star. He, he's on AEW. It's must-see TV when he's on. He's unpredictable. It's not a lunatic. You know, it's not. he's not bringing ketchup and mustard. He's literally slamming Kenny Omega on broken, shattered glass. I can't believe how much a little bit of freedom can completely alter my perspective on a character. Like, the John Moxley character is so much better than the Dean Ambrose character in so many ways. Uh, I hate, hate death matches, crazy level hardcore matches. But the match with Moxley and Kenny was just fun. It was just fun. They were trying to murder each other. I was marking out, having a good time watching it. And like you said, every time Kenny, uh, not Kenny Omega, every time John Moxley does anything in AEW, it's must-see. Whether it's a match or it's him on the microphone because he has like a new lease on life. And he's like a, you know, he's a big fish in a small pond. There's a, the main event scene in AEW is very top-heavy, you know, with, with Jericho, Cody, and Moxley. But there's a lot of young talent that are that are learning on the job. When Moxley's out there, you feel like it's a big deal. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it so much fun to watch him. You know what's funny is I was calling that when he left WWE and everyone's like, no, he's not going to. I'm like, this is that Scott Hall, Kevin Nash-like character that are go- is going to make people change the channels. Yep. When Razor Ramon and Diesel left WWF, they were on the top of the game. People changed the channels to see what they were doing in WCW. The ratings aren't lying right now. Yeah, AEW is beating them by like what two hundred thousand? Yeah, I saw something today. Near a million every week. Listen, every they're, week they're doing their thing. And um, I don't listen. I think their women's division's terrible. I don't think they're pushing the right women. I think you have Allie, you have uh, B. Prisley, you have Britt Baker, and none of them are in title contention. I think that's stupid. Well, um, so I, I let's, like. Let's jump right in. Let's just jump right into it, right? Yeah. So we we you know on social media. You know, me and you always talk about what we love about AEW. There's yeah. two things that bother me about AEW that are kind of ruining the weekly show for me. One is the commentary is god awful. I don't care what anybody says. Jim Ross is terrible now. Because no, I, I like Tony Schiavone a lot. Tony Schiavone. I think Excalibur is fantastic. Put him on what? everything. Yeah, because Excalibur has his book of knowledge. Like, and he and he understands the current product. Yes. My issue with JR is, and, I, and I've been trying to tell people this, so a couple weeks ago, they did the Lucha Bros versus Private Party, right? Yep. So now when the Lucha Bros tag, they use Lucha rules, which for people who don't understand, because I sure as hell didn't. When they roll out of the ring, the other one's legal. They, they don't have to tag in and out. Yeah, it's but no one yeah. cued JR to this. In on that, yeah. So he's like... I don't know who the legal man is. I didn't see like a tag there. Down. Yeah. So like for me watching, I'm like, this is dumb. Like I lose track of it because not even he has track of it. So that's my biggest issue. They, I feel like they need to cue in Jr. to what's going on more and let him know like, hey, this is how we're doing it. Because if you're doing it like that, it's fine. No big deal. Whatever. Now, the other thing is, and you touched on it a little bit, they have a lot of talent in their women's division, but they are booking it horribly i like i really like riho though i think she's awesome yeah but like who is riho why should we care other than her being a good wrestler she's kenny omega's tag team partner but give me a story there's no story the only woman who has a story is Britt baker right she's dentist you know that 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, they keep telling us every three seconds. But she had a story, and then uh, now Awesome Kong and Brandy have a story. I do like what the Awesome Kong everybody story. else? Yeah. But what if, like... Where's Penelope? Where is she at? She, well, she, finally, they put over Kip Sabian, which is what they should have done from episode one. I don't know why they waited so long. But, like, you have all these women, and I think the big issue is a lot of these women, the Japanese women, don't live in the country. Yeah. I know Shinada... Shinada I don't know her name. The 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 chick that looks like she comes out with like the sword. She's dope and she just moved to America, right? And she's been on TV a couple of weeks here and there. But like the chick who faced Riho, I don't think she lives here. Aja Kong doesn't live here. First off, for, for, B Priestley lives in Japan. So like why these does women this lady, have to come here? Why does this lady come out dressed as Freddie Mercury? Like <laughs> I'm not like gosh. Like that's like a bad WWF thing. Why are you letting that happen? And they're not so we were talking about this on the phone the other day, but like you have, uh, you know, the, the AEW countdown, the full gear, right. And, and you're highlighting the big match, which was awesome. Dude. Which was great. Dude, the but LAX promo have... or the proud and powerful. Oh my yeah, God. Fantastic. Right. But how do you have Riho versus a woman who trained her from when she was a little girl? That's the story you're telling because that's what the announcers told us. Right. It's the only way we know. And they're not a part of countdown. So when they come out, I'm not emotionally invested. I'm just like, whatever. Like, to be honest with you, I barely watched that match because I, I only sleep. cared about, you know, the three matches that were on countdown because they got you emotionally invested. See, but what I one thing I will say now where they lack in the women's division, they have the best tag wrestling. They do. In the world. Absolutely. They make stars. You know who the biggest star in that company is going to be? Luchasaurus. And Darby Allen. Darby Allen's huge, but did you hear the pop of Luchasaurus? This guy, the gimmick should not work. This gimmick should be shot dead in 2020, right? It should be. But it works. And I hate stupid gimmicks. This guy says he's a dinosaur, and I love it. Because I can believe it, because he's a monster. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But he's over. And MJF, you know, we knew about MJF, but this guy now, give him a live mic on television, it's must-see. They. And, but the good thing is they have the veterans like Cody, Jericho, Omega, the Bucks, Moxley. These guys are going to help usher in the Darby Allens, the MJFs. That guy that helped MJF is a monster. They're bringing in these primetime party. Or, yeah, private. Is it? What is it? Private, private party. party. Primetime <laughs> players. Um, <laughs> they're pri- bringing in the primetime private yeah, party. They're bringing Street in JTG to sell his stupid book. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the private party. I never heard of private party. I think that's one of the best te- tag teams on the roster. You know, they're fun. I the think only they, thing that they, the only thing has dropped in ring psychology, but I think they're really good. Dark Order, I do not get horrible. I they're the like... worst part of that company. It's yeah. just the the fans don't even react. It's not even like a heel reaction. They get no reaction. They're like, terrible. The fans hate Marco Stump, but they're like, Marco, don't eat. we don't even want you to join the Dark Order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, don't do it. And please. what about the most overstar in the company we didn't mention? And that's Orange Cassidy. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? That's the difference is like I have friends that I used to watch wrestling with who haven't watched wrestling in 10, 12 years. Texting me. This guy's hilarious. Because they're it's seeing funny. Orange Cassidy clips. But you know what they're not saying is hilarious? Bobby Lashley and Lana. It's not funny. No one cares. Orange it's Cassidy terrible. is a simple, fun gimmick. He's never going to win a title. He's very much like R-Truth. Yep. I think R-Truth, 
He's never going to win the main title, but he's great at what he does, and he's hilarious. And when he's on TV, I laugh. It's a I, nice breakup, right? Because yeah. I feel like AEW is very much a variety show. You get your hardcore, you get your technical wrestling, you get your this and this. That's why I feel like if they kind of fix some of the things with the commentary and they fix their women's division and really kind of book them seriously, right? Because the whole thing was that they're going to book them seriously. You have a two-hour show. If NXT can do it, you sure as hell can do it. Give me two woman storylines at once, right? All right, Britt Baker had the flu. She's out. B Priestley's going back to Japan because I, I'm pretty sure she's still the stardom champion in Japan. And like I said, she lives in Japan. So she'll be in and out. But all right, you're telling this awesome Kong story. Cool. That's your side story. Give me a good story with Riho as a champion to build her up with, get through some competitors. Book uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Give me a strong storyline for you know Penelope. What? There, that there is a role. strong storyline. And I don't know if you saw this. And I know that. Um, Janela said he'd rather deliver pizzas than do it. But when she said, why be bad when you can be super bad? Yep. They cut to Janela. So, Did they really? Yeah. He was walking up the ramp from his match with Sean Spears. And they, she said, why be bad? And they showed Janela when you could be super bad. And she was with Kip Sabian. Uh, and I, I thought that. that was a nice touch. That's so, cool, right? That's a built-in story. I mean, yeah. listen, in a world where uh, Angelita and Matt did a storyline when that yeah. whole thing was happening, this can easily happen. And, and, you, and listen, this can get Joey Janela even more over. The one thing I do want to say, I do want to make sure I say, I'm very proud with how they're booking Janela. Because yeah. I thought Janela is just going to be like, oh, he's just going to do death matches every time he's out there. But they're letting him actually wrestle. I mean, how about that match him and Kenny had a couple weeks ago? Oh, it's Where it was just an in-ring wrestling match. Yep. And it was fantastic. Him, Janela, Luchasaurus, Darby Allen, and MJF, they're making these guys look like stars. And honestly, I think they have way more potential than Hangman Page does. And that's my next topic. So that's it's crazy. We haven't talked in six months about wrestling, but here we are. Because... I was about to get in the Hangman Page. Hangman Page, I felt, was the guy they handpicked to be the face of their company. It reminds me of a certain guy who's my favorite wrestler, where they handpicked him a little too early, right? Hangman Page has the look. He's great in ring. But there's something I'm not connecting with. Yep. Go on the WWE side. Who was I talking about? Roman Reigns. The look in ring. Something wasn't connecting. Something's not connecting. And while I felt a connection to the Shield, when Roman first went solo, I liked him. I didn't feel that connection to Roman until I really started watching and he started developing. Hangman's not developing to me. Hangman's kind of staying stagnant. Now, why I love him in the ring, and I think he's one of the best wrestlers they have on their roster, doing cowboy-ish isn't going to do it for me. Yep. It's just... That doesn't do it for me. Give me something. He should have been a man on a mission after he lost that opportunity against Jericho. He should have went nuts. It's the first chance that you had. But instead, he wants to wrestle Pack three times a day. It's... I don't It's weird, right? They, they say it all the time. Like, there's people who just have the it factor, right? Um... And in all and all the greatness that Hangman Page has, I feel like he doesn't have the it factor yet. Like like you said, there's a disconnect. When he has a microphone in his hand, 
we don't care what he has to say. And it could be the best promo ever, but it just, it, it doesn't connect. We don't feel the passion. We don't get fired up to get behind him, which is crazy because people loved him at All Out when he came out in that horse and all this stuff. But there's so many other guys that I feel like have jumped him. Yep. When Darby Allen grabbed that mic and said he wants to fight Moxley, the internet exploded. Yep. Right? When uh, well, Hangman I mean, is like, I want to fight Pac, like, nobody cares. And it's, it's not even about and it I just being I'm gonna, Pac. I'm going to say this. I don't feel like Pac's a top star right now either. But Pac is a good guy, in my opinion, right now, to be like, he gets, to me, he's getting guys ready to fight Jericho. He's that yeah. upper, he's Randy Orton in this yeah, company. Yeah, in the sense I, of, I do you like could him, give him the title, but he'll get people ready for the next I expected step. this guy to be one of the tops. You know what I mean? I thought he would yeah. be, but we'll see where it goes. But again, while I enjoy AEW more than WWE, and this isn't a competition, it's just, I like NXT and I like AEW. That's what I'm, that's my flavors now. That's what I watch. I think that AEW has to do a little bit of a better job, and this is constructive criticism, developing their stars. We just said, you gave us a backstory on Darby Allen. You gave us a backstory on Proud and Powerful, and we love them. The fans react. You gave us a backstory on Private Party. I don't know anything about the Dark Order. I only know about Hangman Page because being the elite. If I didn't watch that, I wouldn't know anything about the guy. You have given me no backstory on certain people. Now, I know Pac is Neville. Everybody knows that. What's his backstory now? You said he was undefeated for two years. Yeah, because he didn't wrestle for 15 months. Give me a backstory. Give me something to grab onto. And I think they're going to get better with that in time because I think when they do tell stories, the stories have been excellent. The Moxley Omega story, excellent. The Jericho Cody story, excellent. The Britt Baker B. Priestley story, excellent. Just try to give me more stories. I still don't care about Sean Spears. I, I like him. I know you don't like him, but I like him. No, I, but I want to like him because I think he's decent. What what is his backstory? He, he hits people with chairs. <laughs> okay, okay, Laparka. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I that's the problem is, and maybe it's just me because I have AEW on a whole different pedestal because of how good their pay, their pay per views never let me down. Right, everything's always amazing. It's very much like NXT. Yep. Where it's like, I. I put them on a different pedestal because it's like I have these high expectations all the time because every show's good. Every, you know, the pay-per-views are great. I never have a bad thing to say, but I want more. I want more of this because in two hours the other night, MJF became a star. Darby Allen, you know, rose to stardom. Luchasaurus came back. First appearance, star power. Sean Spears, Janela. I like how they're doing Janela, but like he still doesn't feel like a star to me yet. And I know the guy's a star. Yeah. But they're star I, I at least they're trying they're to build him. Yeah. They're trying to build him. You need to start building some of these guys. Hangman Page, if you want me to invest in that guy, give me some passion out of him. Give me something. Give me a background promo. I don't know. Give me what you did on uh the pre show. I mean they, those pre shows. Got me so hyped for every match that they talked about. You know, the boxing. 
I understand they're trying to separate themselves from a product that we're used to seeing with WWE, but I would love to see more backstage content. And now it doesn't have to be, we're here standing next to Hangman Page like WWE does, but it no. could be very much the way they do with AEW Dark, where they have like undesirable, whatever, the, the Cody's thing, right? Uh, undesirable to undeniable. Like they could do something like that in the middle of the show, a couple minutes here and there, right? As a, a a quick little thing, or do like a you know like how Jericho had his video package, like uh w- w- that was like super funny with yeah, the, his aunt's friend. Yeah, yep. You can do that with Hangman and kind of develop him little by little, week after week, right? And like it's good because you don't have to see these people in the ring every week, right? Because you might see them in AEW Dark, but like. Who's the, guy, this who, who's the guy? Who's the guy that helped MJF? Wardlow or something? Warlow? I don't know. I've never heard of him. Yeah. But he looks like a monster. But I saw. Guess what? I saw his vignettes, and I said, yep. "Oh, that dude's gonna be bad when he's he has a terrible name." But yeah. he is good. But when he attacked Cody, I was like, "Oh my god, he's with MJF." Yep. Like <laughs> Brittany was like, "He looks like Roman Reigns." <laughs> no one. There's only one man who looks like. Yeah, Roman I know Reigns. that. But you know, and what that's, that's you know. It's Roman Reigns. John Stamos. No, it's... <laughs> I was waiting for you to say John Stamos. John Stamos. No, you know who it is. Come on. John Stamos. No, there's one guy know. that looks like Roman Reigns that's not Roman Reigns. Zach Jason Efron? Momoa. Oh. <laughs> Zach Efron. I was trying to, was trying to figure out the cues you're, from your show. You're, you're going through my man crushes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jason Momoa, Zach Efron, John Stamos. Speaking of man crushes, so on Twitter right now, everyone's sharing this picture where it was like, make me choose between two wrestlers. And I want to give a shout out because, of course, this is the Rant with Ant reunion right now. So you know we got a shout out. Brother Daryl. Daryl! Right? He goes, he tweets and goes, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Kip Sabian is my man crush. So I didn't even, I, it hurt me to pick him over Penelope, but I just had to do it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Um... Give me two. Give me two right now on air. Let's do it. Two on. Uh, hmm. This is tough. I'm just gonna give you first two to pop into my head. Okay. Darby Allen. Mm, Adam Cole. Give me Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Okay. Adam Cole's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. I would put him as in the top three in all of WWE right now. Yeah, he had a great, he had a fantastic week a couple weeks ago. Last so, week, was it? Let's talk about NXT a little bit because, um, you know, who got next? And that's, that was your show, and we, we talked a lot about NXT. Um, now that I'm starting to watch NXT more, of course, now Thank you're God. not doing the show. Yeah, exactly. Thank uh, God. All it took was a little bit of Matt Riddle. I told you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it being live. <laughs> First off, Finn Balor being back in NXT. Star. So dope, right? Sucks that Gargano's hurt. He hurt his neck, and he's out. He can't. Did he actually hurt his neck when he got attacked, or was that already hurt? I don't. Like, was that a way to write him out? You know what I mean. I think it was a way to write him out. I wasn't sure at first, but I think it was a way to write him out. He thought that he was going to be back in time for Takeover, but I guess he has to stay out a little longer. Well, I I get to see Riddle versus Balor, so I'm cool. Exactly, which is fantastic for us. But it kind of messes up the men's war game match because they added Dijak, but we don't. All day I was trying to figure out. Who's going to be Ciampa's fourth member? And I can't think of any male singles competitor that would feel important in that match that isn't hurt already. Like, Velveteen Dream is hurt. Could so they do something him. where they bring, like, a Cesaro in or a Sammy Zayn? Well, Sammy Zayn's yep. a heel, but 
I would like to see Sami Zayn go back to NXT. Because I hate what they do with him in the main roster. He's a joke. I would like to see Mustafa Ali go down there now since yep. the, the cruiserweights are a part of it. I would like to see Aleister Black and Andrade and all the people that we like just basically go to NXT so they can be taken care of. But it is cool to see Finn Balor get this new leash on life. I don't know if you listen to Corey Graves' podcast. I don't listen to wrestling podcasts. Uh, well, <laughs> no. Corey Graves has a podcast called After the Bell, which is a WWE podcast, but yeah. I think it's actually pretty good. Um, he had Finn Balor on this week, and Balor talked about how you know, he was bored on the main roster, how he just wanted something new. He wanted to go back to being himself. He felt like he was too much of a yes man. So he has creative control over his character in NXT, and he's very excited to go back and be the Prince Devitt version of his character. Yeah, and he also... Gets paid the same amount of money, so. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you get to work one day a week and make <laughs> millions a year. Exactly, and and have great matches against. But they did like that. Riddle. They did that for the ratings war. So like when WWE goes, it's not a war. It's not a competition. Then why'd you bring Finn Balor, who is probably one of your top stars on Raw, to NXT? Yeah, it's true. You did Which it. Which scares me though, because they're losing in the ratings. I don't want them to just start throwing anybody down there. No, and I don't think they will. And listen, I, I, they're losing in the ratings, but they're still getting decent numbers. But they're winning in our hearts. 600,000 people watching that show is not bad. Now, I channel change. Last night when I saw MJF and Jericho in a ring with a microphone together, I wasn't turning on NXT. But when I saw you text me and said Riddle is attacking Balor, I turned on NXT right away. Yep. Like, and then Balor murdered him at the end, and it was great. Yeah, so there's so much stuff that's going on that, you know, I think Wednesday night is the best night of the week. And yep. it gives me that feeling. And I, I said it at the beginning of the show with the spark thing. It gives me that spark. It gives me that passion to watch professional wrestling. I stopped watching Raw and SmackDown um, live after Rant with Ant, and I haven't since, right? I've watched clips. Every Wednesday night, I'm watching AEW or NXT. Yep. That is how I know I genuinely like the product because I'm not doing a show on it anymore. I don't have to watch it, but I want to. It's not a must. It's a want now. And that's how I know I like it. And I think they're knocking it out of the park. Now, one last thing before we go, because I know Mance keeps these, these shows short and sweet. I want to shout out Impact Wrestling because... For most of the duration of RWA, we laughed at Impact Wrestling. I'm here to tell you Impact Wrestling has been the most consistent program this past year. And they're doing things that are breaking down barriers and shattering glass ceilings that WWE and AEW can only dream of doing because they have one of the brightest stars in professional wrestling, one that Phil has been telling you about for roughly about four years now, Tessa Blanchard. Phil, we're gonna, I'm going to call her our girl because my girl is retired. Yeah, so, you adopted all, her? Yes, and you know Tessa's probably my favorite women's wrestler now. Our girl... Because Deanna Prazo is only seen on live events. Um, Tessa, Tessa Blanchard is going for the Impact World title against Sammy Callahan. In January. Yep. And so the thing that's cool about Impact is they take their time building stuff, right? So if this was me booking, Tessa would have won the belt at Bound for Glory, yeah. whatever, whatever. No, and but it, she lost. He, she lost that match. No, but she yeah. lost 
the X Division title. Yeah. But like I would have had her and Sammy have that match then. But they're they're slow booking it. Um, part of me thinks she's not going to win in January either. To be honest with you, um, I think that they're doing a fantastic job at building Sammy Callahan to be this super duper 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 bad guy champion to the point where we're almost begging for somebody to beat him, especially it being Tessa. So that's awesome for me to watch to kind of sit back and just watch all this. It's great, and Tessa is so cool because, you know, maybe at first people might be watching it and be like, ah. It's an intergender match. You know, like, it's clearly, like, they're allowing Tessa to kind of look strong. But, like, now you watch her fight Sammy and fight the members of OVE and, and random people like that. And, like, to, to the point where it's almost, like, normal. Like, oh, Tessa's wrestling a guy. Okay. Like, she wrestled a tag match against Madison Rain and Taya. And it was kind of weird seeing her with the women. Like, it was almost like she shouldn't be there. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, she's kind of elevated past the women's division and impacts women's division is incredible. Don't get me wrong, but I'm Tessa is doing something like you said, that's historic. And it's really, everybody should kind of take notice. Uh, and that's why I've taken notice and they do have a TV deal now. And I think that going forward, I think this is the way that you get Tessa to resign with your company. I really do. Yes. Uh, plus impact allows her to do, a lot of the things that she wants to do, she said it in many, many interviews. She loves working indies. She loves working with WoW. Uh, you know, she currently, right now, um, she lives in Mexico as well as California with Daga, her boyfriend. And they wrestle a lot in AAA. So, like, Tessa loves to wrestle and to be able to wrestle and to be able to do stuff like fighting with my family and, and not get in the way of her also being on impact. I'm just still shocked that Impact and AEW haven't come up with something. They haven't come I up with I still kinda... think that Impact should be the NXT to AEW. Like people that maybe AEW is interested in should get filtered through Impact. Well, like they look, they have Jordan Grace, Jordan Gracie, as I used to call her. Yeah. They have Jordan Grace. They have um Tessa. They have Kara Hogan. They have Brian Cage. Like they have I, Sue Young. They have Sammy Callahan. Yeah, they like have Bri Brian North... Cage would be a great signing for AEW. Exactly. He would be Brian Cage is so good, and he looks like a just unbelievable monster. He might, right? he, might he might not you know pass a piss test, but who cares? It's, it's wrestling. Yeah, I mean, does AEW even test? We don't. I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know that guy that MJF brought in looked like he ate MJF. Yeah. That's you know true. I mean, like, dude's, dude's trap muscles were like a house. Were huge. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's cool to have all these alternatives to WWE, right? Like, do I watch Impact every week? No. No. Because uh, I don't have access TV. If I did, I would. But I don't. But do I keep up with what's going on with Tessa? Yeah. Does Impact do dumb stuff? Yeah. RVD and his girlfriend are on the show, and they're terrible. But, like, Tessa stuff is awesome. Sammy Callahan stuff is well, awesome. Well, here's the thing that... They've kept up a consistent product after they lost the Lucha Brothers, after they lost LAX. Yep. They've lost their top guys. They've lost Morrison. They've lost Aries, every everybody. They've lost everyone, and this show has still been consistent. Now, it's the end of 2019. We'll see how it goes in 2020, but I wanted to shout out Impact. A lot of good things going on in pro wrestling. I want to thank Mance again. For giving us this opportunity to reunite. It felt really good talking pro wrestling, Phil. It did. It did. Um, I'm a little sad we I didn't get to do the cold open with you because I wanted to be like blah 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 and this. 
It's a gift to podcast. Well, you can do the ending, and that's how we can end the show if you would like to do that. So if you guys want to hear more of me, because Phil's currently on hiatus from podcasts, go over to the the RVNT pod on Twitter. It is The Rant Podcast. Um, Phil listens to the show. It is unhinged. It's everything. Florida versus everybody. (laughs) It should have been. It, it, our show is the way Dean Ambrose should have been booked in WWE. Yeah, it okay? definitely is. It, because it is an- insane. unhinged. It's insane. Um, but if you want to follow me, please go to at Game of Ant on Twitter. Phil, what are you at? At Fanboy Philium. Thank you guys so much for everything. You can catch me next Talking Wrestling December 8th as I host the Wrestling Podcast Awards on YouTube. Go to the Wrestle Hub on YouTube. Subscribe. I'm going to be hosting it. I'm shooting skits this weekend. Phil knows about some of the skits. It's going to be insanity. I hope you guys enjoyed our reunion. And thank you for keeping wrestling real. And then, Phil, you can do your cold outro. Kawaii, so kawaii. And this is a gift of podcasts. Woo!